0: Special Braggadocious. There's gonna be a lot of patting ourselves on the back on this one. You thought Champo patted himself on the back. Wait till you hear us go over our predictions from Sunday. Woo wee! Matt, it's gonna be a Braggadocious episode. A Carl Anderson machine gunning episode, an our truth funnin' episode, a Kevin Owens stunning episode of the brothers. of no discussion. Uh Matt, we're gonna talk literally everything from the Royal Rumble. Boom. That's it. All right, we'll get going. No, uh, we're going to talk about what the victories mean for Bianca and Edge. Pretty exciting stuff, got to say. And Matt, of course, Matt, an episode of the show would be remiss if we did not include the Wednesday Night Wars. And this hey. week, AEW stepped it back up, and I was jacked. Woo! I look like Cody Rhodes. Well, actually, right now, I kind of look like AJ Styles the year he debuted for uh, uh, WWE. <laughs> Really getting my, my puff out there, but uh wrestling plug ink, how you doing? Glad to see you. Little, little YouTube love. Hey, what's going on?
1: We've uh we've poisoned the mind. Uh this is our our buddy that uh he can't look at Nakamura now without thinking of uh
0: the fruit roll up pants. I'm telling you, they look delicious. <laughs> if those are ever auctioned off for charity, I'd definitely be putting a bid in.
1: Matt, you well, know I <laughs> working mean off. this. The podcast is a success because we've poisoned at least one mind. I, I would say <laughs> as long as we're affecting people positive or negative, it's a success. Uh, Mike, uh, the good folks can find us uh, where wrestling plug is right now on YouTube as uh, we're, we're uh, posted all of our shows um, as the brothers of discussion. You can find us at BOD com, brothers of discussion.com. That's really the hub for everything. Uh, we've got our little uh, blog notes that go along with each episode so there are a little uh, I don't know it's not really it's like a little Easter egg of brothers of discussion extra thoughts so uh, you just head on over there if there's any more details that we haven't discussed you find them <laughs> right there Uh, find our Facebook group uh, we are the um, live wrestling discussion with spoilers brought to you by BOD uh, we're on Instagram as uh, at brothers underscore of underscore discussion and uh Hey, if you're a hockey fan, go check out the Hockey Podcast Network, and uh, if you're a Red Wings fan, check out our show, Red Wings Rant, which goes live every Wednesday night and Sunday night, and then the episodes go live Monday and Thursday. But you're here now because you want to check out the Brothers of Discussion, which uh, we will always come to you Thursday nights, and uh, we go live with our episodes on our podcasting platforms right after If you could, do us a huge favor and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, That does the best possible thing for our show. Uh, Number two would be going to our shop, which is on our website, and uh, you can become a brother of discussion or a sister of discussion. Uh, whatever. We we have to expand that list uh, because, um, I mean, there's so many different things you could be but you want you want to be a part of the faction is basically how we're putting it uh you can just say you listen to the brothers Maybe discussion.
0: maybe you're a second cousin removed of discussion
1: Exactly the possibilities uh, are endless So check just, it out at BODpodcast.com right on the home page you click shop you get started Yeah, All right
0: we're here we're here every Thursday just like uh, the power hour of friends and frasier used to be my god
1: Hey now you just get <laughs> peacock and uh you watch it whenever you want Oh go. wait, no, Friends, Friends is not, Friends I is not HBO mix. Yeah. yeah,
0: Matt, I see you having a little bottle of something.
1: Um, drinking one of my favorite beers of all time. I uh, got Hop Slam here.
0: Oh, I, I also brought a bottle with me. Let's see, this is Maker's Mark
1: Whiskey. That's neat. Oh. I take a little nip. Okay, there it goes. Um. All right, let's make First sure we block your employer. Uh, Let's make sure they don't get a wink or a peek at that.
0: Uh, All right, I'm suited up tonight, baby. I got my best friend's t-shirt on. Look at that.
1: Woo! Oh, shoot.
0: You got your my, new shirt?
1: My t-shirt, I don't have it on. It's, it's um, dry
0: right now. That's okay. And it's wrestling, dry. Wrestling it's plug, ready to go.
1: That's wrestling to-
0: plug, if you get a second, uh, I want you to weigh in and tell me if I look more like AJ Styles in 2015 or Drake Maverick uh, five minutes into a solo match. So either one of those two, I think.
1: Somebody's really proud of their hair right now. I uh, you don't normally—it's the COVID hair. I'm really
0: feeling it right now. Um,
1: normally, you wait till someone like brings that up, but Mike Mike's no. looking for the compliments. He, he I, didn't I he didn't go. Hey, oh. you know, I look like that monster from Ghostbusters, or it's just like, hey, you know these. These two good-looking guys that wrestle. Which one of uh, them do I remind you of more? I
0: don't think either of those hairdos were, uh, you know, upper echelon. You know, we used to call them Soccer Mom, AJ, and Drake Maverick. He was looking wild about ten minutes, you know, after the uh, the the Godfather part in the back was gone. But, Matt, let's dive into the Royal Rumble. It's our favorite event of the year. Um, I saw we wanted to kind of build back up to the, the actual Rumble itself, so I... I I will admit I was not excited about Sasha and Carmella, and uh, it was pretty damn good, man. I was wrong. I I don't know what I was thinking. That um, was a match worthy of a pay per view.
1: I I mean that was short and sweet. I <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed Carmella's performance, uh, and we all knew what was going to happen. So this was this was that you have the tough job on Carmella's side to make it look like. She's a formidable opponent. Like it's more so than just can you last in there with Sasha Sasha Banks. You have this tremendous job of going. Everyone's going to watch this and know it's it's going to go Sasha's way. So I I have that extra mile to go, and she absolutely did. Um, I I think this was just another reminder of all the great work she did. um, You know, a couple years ago when she was coming off some. I mean, victories over Charlotte, victories over Asuka when she was holding the belt. So th- this just had us all remembering what a great time she had back then. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like the way that we grade these, we're not we're not Meltzer here. I'm not going to sit here and tell you there's a star rating, but I, I had a pretty goddamn good time watching that, man. I gave it,
0: um, uh, I don't know, I don't believe in stars. I gave it five hot dogs. How about that?
1: Yeah, no, I, I – I, Thoroughly agree with the five hot dogs on a,
0: on a scale of uh, eight hot dogs because you get eight hot dogs in a pack versus six buns in a in a roll. Uh, I gave it five hot dogs out of eight. I liked it. Uh, Matt, See, oh now
1: man! Now you did. You did no. You screwed it up. You weren't supposed to to have like an analytical <laughs> way I of figuring have... out what the hot dog score was. You just five, said five is you know, a really
0: good number of hot dogs because you almost like you have an extra bun instead of being down two buns.
1: Yeah, I mean. What could you could have done here? So I'm gonna give the Drew McIntyre and Goldberg match two hot dogs because I that's all I need. Two hot dogs and I'm good. I'm not looking at future meals. Two hot dogs. It's a very mustard. very subjective
0: scoring uh, with the hot dogs. <laughs> um,
1: I'm just look, the, the it gets two hot dogs because I was happy with how that match turned out. I'm not always thrilled with consuming the hot dog. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm fed. I'm happy that I had, you know, I had food. So I'm going to sit here and say, I'm happy that Drew McIntyre held on to that championship title. Mike, we spent hours last week discussing, uh, you know, discussing? Discussing ourselves when we were on hey uh, show, we uh, were discussing, uh, the fact, the fact that we knew Drew McIntyre was going to lose. So, um, Mike, I'm, I'm excited for when we do performer of the ne- the year next year, when you pick uh, Goldberg, because he laid down for, for Drew, uh, hey. uh, going along the lines of your formula for picking Brock. So I, am just excited to hear that, uh, come January next year. Uh, go hey. Mike and picking my, Goldberg. my
0: attorneys are readying my closing argument. As we speak, Matt, <laughs> we will be very prepared, uh, come the end of the hey. wrestling fiscal year, Matt, this match was a success, uh, because there was no fatalities. Uh, Goldberg, tries; he might, did not, uh, you know, drive, you know, poor Drew's skull directly into the mat. Luckily, at the last second, McIntyre was able to wheel himself through, um, and, uh, he, he healed himself, uh, it's a wrestling term, he healed himself on that jackhammer, uh, which is when you bring all your weight down on your heel, and, uh, it really sucks for your feet. But luckily, it wasn't all coming down on his neck, so... Uh, victory for drew uh goldberg i you know that's uh that's about what we're gonna get out of him. and uh that's how we should get out of him. about about five minutes just just spears i don't know if we need to see the jackhammer again uh we might have to outlaw that move or at least outlaw for bill and uh, you know somehow i didn't I was entertained for the five minutes that it was and uh nobody had a, a crippling injury. So I consider that easily a two, maybe two and a half hot dog match.
1: And uh quick shout out again, uh, wrestling plug. Goes away to subscribe just for a minute. He heads away and the hair has gone wild. Oh, man. Man, I love it. <laughs> 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 Thanks, man. I, I we appreciate it. Uh, all right, so the last man standing match, my Oh my uh, god. This this is probably about 16 hot dogs because I mean, you've got, <laughs> you got way more than you could have ever asked for. And this is something we're going to come back to. So you give it the 16 hot dogs. Cause this just isn't one meal. And this is going to be multiple times, Mike, we're going to be consuming this match. So we're going to come back to it probably at the end of the year when we're thinking about match of the year, I'm not calling it match of the year, but it's definitely like, how do you not at least have it that we're a month in, how do you at least not have it on that list? So 16 hot dogs, Mike, for this last man standing match. Um, I, I think that's the best way to put it, because you saw Kevin Owens almost kill himself. Um, my favorite part you pointed out was the cameo from the Money in the Bank briefcase, so we knew that nobody was going to cash in, because uh, the was was nowhere to be found. I know, we walked right by the let
0: desk. Um, oh, no!
1: The only problem is that, and, and this is where the 16 hot dogs comes into play, is yeah. that it does it does hurt at the end. So if you are to consume these 16 hot dogs at once, you're going to have a bad time uh, once it's ready to go potty, once you're ready to go potty. <laughs> uh, and that, of course, is a reference to the end of that match, which was a complete cluster. But I'm hopeful... This is a television show, Mike. I'm hopeful that they edit this thing down, so if I ever go back to watch this, I don't see... Paul dropping the key and Roman rolling around pretending that he's, he's kind of knocked out, even though he's got to get up in a second. And then the ref just stops counting at seven. That was terrible, but let's pretend it didn't happen because it is a TV show. They got a little, maybe they overbooked it a tad with that, with the handcuffs thing. But if you erase that, that was a fantastic match and you can't, you can't really hold that against them because they really were trying to deliver like a really great story for Kevin Owens where he was this close to winning. It just so happens that Paul's, you know, you got Butterfingers. uh, You got Nedry over there trying to (laughs) unhook Roman Reigns from that bowl. And uh, he's got Butterfingers and he drops the key and there we go.
0: Um, Yeah. I mean, Hey, a uh, uh, safety's in your hands and you've got butterfingers? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I will say that as embarrassing as that spot was, right, Yeah, two things really stood out for me. One was Roman Reigns uh, totally showing off his improvisational skills and having to eat shit because, like, the camera's just on him watching him struggle for, like, you know, five seconds, ten seconds, thirty seconds, sixty seconds, two minutes! And finally he kind of figures out, all right, I can kind of crouch on my boot, I can crouch on my boots here and then make it look like I'm still alive in the match, but not quite counted out. Um, and you know, he, he didn't get embarrassed, he didn't get flustered, which I think is something we might have seen from Roman in the past, and he just man, he owned it. Um, and that that weird interaction with Paul dropping the key or whatever happened. <laughs> um, that was maybe like a top five referee bump. Um, it looked real. Um, it made sense logistically with Roman, you know, about to lose and he guns the referee into that, um, hanging piece of steel and totally knocks him out. Um, I thought that was a really great moment. There, there were so many great moments in this match. Um, and it's part of the reason Kevin Owens, he's just, he's the Canadian, uh, you know, mankind. Uh, he just loves jumping off of stuff and it looks great when he does it. Um, Jumping off that forklift was pretty incredible. Um, I, I uh, He just does it for our entertainment. He does it for the love of the game. Um, I, and Roman Reigns, Matt, I'm going to say it. I, I think I said it this year. I said it last year. I'm going to say it again. If Roman Reigns was in New Japan, he would be PWI's top wrestler probably a couple years running because this is just another excellent showing in a pay-per-view match. So. Just bravo to these gentlemen who had the, uh, you know, uh, the task, uh, the task of trying to put on a match that wasn't the Royal Rumble on Royal Rumble Night and make it memorable. And by God, they did it, butterfingers and all.
1: Save for that, save for that ending, save for the dropping of the key by Paul. And again, like you said, whatever really happened there, um, you know, I don't. I'm just guessing he dropped the key. Um, I mean, this is this is up there with that Triple Threat of. Brock and Seth and John and, uh, the, uh, AJ Styles versus, uh, John Cena. Now that, that is, you know, now going down as well. Like Y
0: versus Daniel Bryan? That was another oh, good one.
1: Yeah. That's another yeah. good one. Uh, yeah. Th- those are all going to be up there now in my head, uh, rocking around. All right. So, uh, what else did we have, Mike? Uh, we had um, a couple of Royal rumble matches, I think. Um, yeah. well, well, look, the easy, the easy one here is the women's rumble. This is, we got Bianca Belair, She's who we picked. She's the one that we, when we played the game, like, who do you want to win? Who are you picking to win? It matched, and she was also the betting odds favorite at the start of the night. Everything lined up. There wasn't really too much to dissect. We could probably go in and feel really good. The booking to the end of the match was great because I, I for me, it was either Bianca Belair or Rhea Ripley. I think we both felt stronger about uh, Bianca's chances of winning uh but then to have them be the final two and uh to to work together to take out uh charlotte was fantastic a couple of people queued up uh some of the promos from nxt a year ago where where charlotte put a hand in bianca's face and bianca's just like what the fuck And, (laughs) and uh you know, and that lo and behold, we wait a year and we get uh, some redemption from both those ladies, and they gave us uh, a hell of a Royal Rumble. I, it's easy to say too, Mike. Better of the two Rumbles, the the women's Rumble, I thought.
0: Yeah, um, we'll get into it in a minute, but uh, I think at first we we thought the women's one would be you know kind of wide open. Yeah. Um, but then as it went on, you're like, there's there's nobody better. Like, no, nobody more deserving right now. Uh, nobody, like, storytelling-wise, that would give you that kind of, you know, payoff than Bianca. Um, you know, not quite getting the credit going bell to bell, you know, as number one or two. Um, but definitely getting that number three spot um, and kind of, you know, going on. Um, yeah, she's incredible, and I, I really want to, you know, hats off. Matt, you're going to have to do it for me. I don't wear a hat. But hats off to uh, swerving Us and taking Charlotte out of the bottom, two. Um, I had Bailey in the bottom two, and I had
1: Becky up. Lynch in my bottom four. So that, that, <laughs> totally- I know there were the
0: Ronda Rousey rumors and stuff like that, but this, this was much better. Um, it's just, uh, you know, Bianca also got to close with a promo that I, I think you could argue is right up there with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment of my life. Um, I think Bianca hit one, you know, out of the park. She she did really good. The emotions came pouring out. Uh, just again another uh, another tough one because of COVID. We didn't get to see the fan reaction, and I think they really would have uh, embraced the moment much like we did for Drew McIntyre last year. It was uh, yeah. it's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, my, my bottom four was Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Rhea Ripley. Bailey went out pretty early, too. I think you and I were both shocked with that. And and a couple of the picks that we got from our good buddies over the last week also included Bailey. Uh, so that that one was a shocker. Um, but, I I mean, yeah, uh, you trade out. I, I'm putting Becky Lynch and Bailey in there, but you're pretty much saying, you know, there's some four horsewomen that are going to be mixed in there, so you just throw in a Charlotte. We're we we almost nailed it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give us a good grade on that. Um, yeah, I
0: had uh, Bailey, Rhea, Shayna, and then Bianca. So I was I was I was, I was, I was, a, I was a little off on two of those, but <laughs> I did get two of the four. Yeah. I yeah, can live cool. with it. Yeah. Um. <laughs>
1: uh, so the I guess there's like you said there's uh, there's not too much to dissect past that. I did love the uh, the promo as well from Bianca. A plus. Uh, you're giving her that opportunity to be her. Uh, yeah. which is always just the best route to go. Um, I think, uh, I think the WWE is letting these guys do a little bit more. Um, I mean, Mustafa is, is definitely one that comes to mind where you see his promos are getting hotter and hotter because he's being more and more of who he is on like social media. Uh, and he's really starting to drag folks. I, I I hope that they they give Bianca, you know, I'm not saying I want Bianca to be the same character. I'm saying, I want them to let Bianca be Bianca. And, um, yeah, going back to those, that picture I talked about being shared like that, that was a moment I think we all fell in love with Bianca Belair last year. So, um, more of her being that, that's, it's just fun. It's, it's, that's so much easier to write. I think from a pro wrestling perspective is to just let these people be themselves, um, You know, there's another way to dissect that, too, because Edge kind of called out Drew McIntyre for being too soft this week on Monday Night Raw. But uh, (laughs) there's a reason, Mike, that he called out Drew uh, for being too soft, and that's because he was going to talk to him about fighting him at WrestleMania because he won the Men's Rumble, as we all know. Like I said, lesser of the two Rumbles, but that ending was... Like, that was straight fire. I mean, now the guys that we picked to win... um, T- Mike, remind me who you wanted
0: because I wanted Biggie. Well, my bottom four, I, I did have Edge, uh, Daniel Bryan, AJ, I Bobby to know Lashley.
1: Who you wanted?
0: But I, I thought it was going to be Bobby Lashley. Um, right, right, right,
1: right.
0: Yeah. So I, I wanted Biggie. I didn't see him in there because he's you know he's got his own feud going with uh, Sami Zayn, but. Um, I really thought one of those four dudes would be it. And then uh, Bobby got, uh, he got dumped a little unceremoniously. I'll use that word. Um, oh,
1: Big E too. He just got ripped out of the ring by almost. That was, that was sad. That was him just standing there. And then all of a sudden there's no more Big E.
0: Uh, but yeah, I don't even remember the eliminations of my other, my other picks. <laughs> um, but I just, I just had a feeling if Edge was in it, he was going to be in the bottom four and I didn't pick him to win but uh you know he uh, he did it. It was uh a bell we had two bell to bell royal rumbles. Um pretty impressive stuff from Edge uh considering what his his poor body has been through uh to see him last that long in a match uh challenging Rey Mysterio's record for you know longest um uh, uh showing in a single rumble. Um but yeah it's I forgot how good Edge was. Uh, not just you know the reminders with the promos this week, um, his you know his NXT cameo, what he did on Raw, yeah. um, what he did the week before the Rumble, um, you know talking about his uh, his declaration to appear. Um, but I mean, starting the Rumble and whoever booked him to run out and sprint to Randy Orton and start pummeling him before he even gets a chance to do his entrance. Um, and then that you know that every time a new guy would come in. Part of the way the, the Rumble gets staggered, you know, as you watch enough of these, there's certain guys who they'll put in there uh, to eat bumps. Um, you know, Dolph Ziggler is, is usually somebody who does that. You know, the John Morrison's of the world. Um, and Edge, even though he was in that match for 60 minutes, um, he definitely made sure to bump for every single person coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether he's eating a, a punch, a forearm, a finisher, a top rope move,
1: It makes sense um, now. Right. Like you're sitting there going, he I mean, just look at the conversations he had with like Damian Priest. Um, he, he's totally just helping these guys. He's, he's always given the rub. I I have seen some of the stories going around already that Edge booked himself to win the Royal Rumble. I don't why. Like, why do we even need that story to come out? but he's obviously doing so much work to help out these younger guys and these other brands. He goes, he just on NXT last night.
0: Yeah. I mean, they talked true, about like,
1: why are yeah, we running a, that?
0: Yeah. There's a comment too, that he plans to be on TV every week leading up to mania.
1: Oh, uh, what an ass.
0: So he's, well, I mean, he's making a commitment to do this.
1: Um, he, yeah. He's doing amazing. He's doing everything. Like he's, he's, to find himself already going to bleacher report and said i'm not a part-timer if i'm going to be in a wrestlemania main event i'm going to be here every week and now it looks like mike we're going to get him in three straight shows to start <laughs> like it's just yeah. this is this is what we uh, only could have dreamed of when when rumors of edge coming back started swirling
0: yeah, I think uh I, I mean Edge works so hard it's hard it's difficult to even include him in this grouping but it's kind of the demographic that the uh Mustafa Ali character is criticizing, you know, where a part-timer, old-timer comes in and takes a, you know, a spotlight match, you know, from a younger guy who's working all year. Um it's just that Edge doesn't quite he doesn't fit in that category for me because he works too hard, he's too good at his job and that Royal Rumble is just another reminder I Every time he ran up and bumped, it was uh, it it, as a wrestling fan, it it definitely kind of touched me like, man, look at this guy. He's he's not laying down. He's not letting just the Zigglers go out there and get pummeled. He's making everybody look like a million bucks. So I, I. I just forgot how excellent Edge was at professional wrestling, and I'm so glad he's back in our wrestling lives.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've got so much to uh, discuss today. So I, you know, the rumble for me was a great show. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and give it a, you know, 14 packages of hot dogs. Uh, I'll be coming back to this rumble for the rest of my life. This isn't what I'm going to ignore. Um, I will say, you know, Mike, you hate it when I, I do this, but, uh my my time watching old wrestling has definitely dwindled considering uh my baby girl because i only have so many hours in the day to actually consume new content um or new content i should say and not really go back and consume old stuff i'm gonna have to wait till she's old enough for that but uh once she is old enough this will be one of those times like i'm gonna go that is bianca belair and you know, hopefully at that time, Bianca's still gonna be in a prominent spot. So maybe I don't know, five years from now, I'll be showing her pro wrestling. Six. Six sound like a good age. Probably not. Maybe ten. Maybe i got to wait a long. Yeah, we, we uh one <laughs> of the bands you know,
0: across 10. the street introduced us to wrestling. I think we were That's like true. seven or eight.
1: Well, we were playing uh we were playing the Royal Rumble video game first, and then We were then we were going, then we would watch it and go, Oh, that's who the Undertaker is. Like, that was our that was how we got introduced to pro wrestling. No, I'm serious. That's how that's how it happened. It's uh, it's actually a pretty nice tale. I think the the whole way that we got into wrestling, left wrestling, came back to wrestling, and then got so deep into pro wrestling that we changed our old podcast into only pro wrestling. (laughs) It's it's a nice little journey. I think uh, some people are probably bored. Yeah, they could make the argument they're more committed based on uh, maybe 30 years of never stopping watching pro wrestling. But uh, we, we've had our ebbs and flows. But it's, uh, yeah, uh, definitely started with that the uh, video games getting us in there. Yeah,
0: um, what about okay. a, a guy in a black hat and pink socks, let me tell you. Matt, who should Bianca fight at WrestleMania with her Royal Rumble victory?
1: I... I think the first, the first, like the initial reaction was was Sasha Banks. I I feel like their promo styles are going to do great. Um, And I I just, I don't know. I think there's something different for Asuka. Uh, I, maybe it's just tough to figure out because Asuka could really be paired with anybody at any time. Uh, But I, I just, I like this idea that the EST would go up against the boss. You know that, that really is going to be this clash of um, w- what really is going to be w- what's going to prevail. You know, as these two ladies come together and say, "I'm, I'm just straight up better than you." And then there's going to be a title that's going to get in the middle of the conversation, which is pretty neat. But I like to me that's that's the no brainer. So maybe maybe I will be wrong. Maybe it will be Asuka. Uh, of course, she didn't show up on Raw um so maybe that's clue number one she wasn't on nxt so she's i certainly not eo right like if we're gonna sit here and make the case for each i i, I would say the case for eo would be pretty short and it would just go along the lines of she's maybe she she just wants that shot again at eo if you're gonna make the case uh for asuka um it's it's tough to do I sat there and I, I tried to, like, uh, before we even started recording, Yeah, I tried to think of one for Drew McIntyre and um, yeah. <laughs> for Rowan, but oh, yeah. it's, it's really tough to think of, like, why does Bianca Belair need to go up against Asuka? And it just goes along the same lines of just saying, well, the best wants to face the best. But it makes so much more sense when you use those lines and tie in the boss and the EST than just... Asuka versus Bianca, where that's where it feels like that's that's how you 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 put it on the marquee, right? Like that's where it doesn't win, where it's Asuka versus Bianca. I love this, by the way, what I just came up with. Where the marquee says Asuka versus Bianca, where the difference if it's Sasha is that the marquee says the EST versus the boss. Like that, that's it right there. That's gonna be the thing I clip from the show and put it on for an end. That's how proud I am of that.
0: Beautiful. There you go. Give yourself a little patty waddy. There you go, maybe. Um yeah, I think there's a zero percent chance for fighting Eo. Uh it's main event time. Um plus I think uh spoiler alert, I think uh Edge might be doing that instead. Um Edge
1: is gonna fight Eo?
0: He's gonna take her down. Holy oh, no. crap. Um, <laughs> um yeah, I don't see Bianca versus Asuka because it's um I don't know. I think I'm just much more interested in seeing, um, like we're going to have a main event women's match at WrestleMania between two black women. It's, it's never happened. This is so cool. Um, (laughs) I think, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to watch Asuka and Bianca, you know, try to promo each other. So I think that's kind of where Sasha can step in and that's her strength. Um, you know, getting on the mic and kind of giving that sneery attitude and you know, that, um, kind of you know better than you feeling um additionally if bianca you know she kind of has the crowd behind her we we all support her rise um it's like a it's a natural um uh face character progression i don't know if i want to see her like you know i have to turn heel to go up against asuka and, and asuka has been such you know an excellent baby face on Monday night raw it's leave her as a baby face sasha's excellent as a heel i think she's better as a heel um, and let Bianca just ride this wave of momentum uh, all the way through WrestleMania, and I think that's that's her ideal dance partner. Um, for the men, I there's a couple of different ways to go about this, um, but I gotta think that Edge wants to be part of the Royal Rumble. I think he, you know, he wants to be part of WrestleMania. I don't know if he necessarily wants to fight Drew or Roman. I think that ideally for him, he would want to fight the NXT champion. My only my only kind of beef with that is, um, you know, I like Finn Balor, but, man, I'd really like to see Edge put over, like, an Adam Cole, you know, as the champion at WrestleMania. We'd have to have a lot of moving parts. Uh, Adam's kind of, you know, been on his... Um, you know, part of the Dusty Rhodes, uh, tag team classic daddy, um, you know, hasn't really focused on his solo stuff in a little while, while, you know, Finn kind of goes through some different dance partners and a lot of moving pieces, uh, would, would have to, uh, kind of arrange themselves for edge and, uh, you know, Adam Cole to go at it. Um, but, uh, that would be my ideal matchup. And I, I think that he is going to try and put over somebody in NXT, um, if if I were to put money down, that's what I would think he's going to pick is NXT. Well,
1: you, you've, uh, I mean, you're throwing me off here because I, I thought for sure he's just doing this stuff to, uh, to kind of build up vengeance, uh, which is coming up uh, on Valentine's Day. So thankfully, we can't go to restaurants. Uh, and I don't need to make an excuse as to why I don't want to go to a restaurant this year on Valentine's Day I uh, will be just be at home watching Vengeance, probably snacking on uh, some food I picked up from a little. Some hungry guy.
0: Howie's heart shaped pizza, only five mm.
1: ninety nine. Ooh, if only hungry Howie's ever tasted good. Um,
0: <laughs> I, That's I a requisite. That oh man, I just oh, get it cheap. God. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> what I was gonna say though is that I do think uh, Pete Dunne's gonna be going over on uh, Mister Finn Balor, but uh, I would love Pete Dunne an edge. I think that would be like like the fact that they're given Pete Dunn they, they gave him some power at NXT UK uh to do like some booking and to manage uh some of the matches over there and now he comes back over here and he's immediately in a prominent spot. I think uh Hungry Howies isn't bad uh from Mr. Rodriguez here. Uh <laughs> I think it, I think we block him from the chat. Uh Uh, He's actually made
0: uh, the best telling point of this entire episode. So I just want to reach out to Mr. Rodriguez.
1: Uh, Teddy Turnbuckle throws out there. Hopefully Vince McMahon breaks his asshole again, just like in 1999. Mm. Um, You know, anytime an individual like uh, Mike, we've dealt with some injuries here in the Detroit sports area with uh, some prominent athletes uh, ripping their scrotums. Yes. Uh, what's worse, breaking your asshole or, or ripping your scrotum?
0: Well, do I want to do this logistically? Like if I sit down, I don't usually sit on my balls. I usually sit on my butt. So if what I break you, my if, if I break my butt, it. most of what my day is is sitting. So I think that would be a more devastating injury for me. <laughs> Um, so it sounds like quite a few people are going to be getting the hungry Howie's heart-shaped pizzas, uh, come Valentine's Day. I, I wish that they had more, uh, specialty holiday-themed pizzas. Uh, you know, maybe a nice bunny-shaped pizza for Easter, huh? Who wouldn't want a nice bunny-shaped pizza with some, maybe some pepperonis for the eyes and the nose, huh?
1: Maybe a we little... do, uh, menorah, uh, shaped pepperoni on, uh... <laughs> I don't know if that works, man. How does that not work? You just use the pepperonis and make a little menorah. Hmm.
0: Menorah, eh? Pepperoni? Oh, God. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) I thought you were, uh... Nope, not making a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I was not on board for that one.
1: Um, okay. (laughs) It's not that bad. Jesus, Real bad. We I needed to bring Jesus into it, but <laughs> like a manger, right, manger shaped pizza for Christmas? Week, for next week's episode. I, I'll I'll go into an online course on world religions. How
0: about uh breadsticks shaped like a manger? Okay. Are, are, we, are, are we gonna bust out? like Lincoln logs? Yeah, some are we busted into our Fred Willard impressions? Uh Oh boy, what a treat this will be, honey! Let's gather the, the family after church. We're all gonna get manger shaped breadsticks. Oh boy, gonna be shredded cheese on them, and you can dip them in all sorts of sauces. And praise the Lord, that's gonna be good, uh, Matt. Let's uh, <laughs> let's move on because I can see the sour look on your face over there. You are not excited about more <laughs> holiday holidays. <highlights>. Um, <laughs> where'd you want to go next, Matt?
1: well uh I mean we could jump into uh some aew talk because uh we have Cody our buddy here just showed up on uh YouTube. NXt is dead in the ratings they lost over a hundred thousand viewers this week even with edge advertise move NXT to Thursday nights um Greg or <laughs> Greg Greg commented <laughs> next sorry Cody uh we'll get to your comment in a second here Greg uh actually let's do this real quick uh, Greg with the nice little throw out rest in peace, Fred Willard. Uh, we do love Fred Willard <laughs> no. literally loved him uh, till his, his death there. Uh, still love him now, but Cody, uh, let's get back to this. Um, look, man, uh, like we talked about before, I would love these to just be on separate nights because it's better for me. Uh, for whatever reason, this is still a working idea for WWE and USA. Um, I think when it comes to like us as wrestling fans, as long as we know that this isn't endangering the fact that NXT exists and we know we can watch these shows whenever we have time, Mike, wasn't I just rewatching the main event to NXT before we went live and I shared it with you on our stream? Obviously I can't share it when we go live, but it's, it's just one of those things. Like as long as it, it exists and it's out there, I'm happy because I can find a way to watch both of these shows when I've got the time. Um, But if it was about watching them live, having separate nights where we could tweet about the shows and not get all jumbled up where Mike and I are, one's watching AEW, one one is watching NXT and we're simultaneously tweeting, and then we ruin each other's tweet because of the algorithms in Twitter, like, that selfishly, yes, I want them on on separate nights. But uh, one thing that's probably going to continue to hurt the ratings for NXT, Mike, is Tony Khan says AEW, is officially not just open for business, Mike. They've closed deals with New Japan, Impact, and some other promotions. Uh, and we went as far as seeing uh, the Good Brothers in the main event, along with Kenta crashing at the end of the night to attack John Moxley. And, of course, they already teased on the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling show uh, that there could, they could possibly be fighting for uh, uh, Moxley's title, which I'm pretty sure is the Intercontinental title. Over there, maybe it's the U.S. Yeah. title, Cody. You you probably know. Tell us which title that is. Um, we we're not watching New Japan every week. We we watch Wrestle Kingdom, and then I wouldn't mind. On. I
0: just don't have enough time. Yeah. Um, Matt, this uh, we're gonna talk about now uh, AEW uh, with just letting all these dudes just come over from different promotions. It's I'm, awesome um it's you know you can go it's like going to uh you know taco bell and getting some wendy's nuggets uh you know maybe a a mcdonald's shamrock shake and then you can still get a cheesy gordita crunch just everything now is available in one spot um it's great for us it's refreshing for us it's uh exciting i i don't know who's gonna debut i don't know who's gonna pop out maybe ketchup will come out and you know do the worst go to sleep of all time but you know, it's still better than any go to sleep that I could manage. Uh, so it, it's just everything's it on the bad. table now. I got a lot of grief for posting that. Uh, Matt, apparently, we were in the minority on that one. Uh, there was a, it was a bottom five go to sleep. Uh, that's what everybody said, except us. Uh, but anyway, um,
1: <laughs> we do have, we do have a lot of WWE and NXT marks. Was that what was dragging it down?
0: That could have been it. Um, I tweeted it at Kenta, and he actually responded, "Yeah, it was. It sucked." So I don't know. If, I don't know if that sways your opinion at all. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 just so refreshing to not feel these guys handcuffed, chained, uh, you know, stuck with you know their one promoter as these quote unquote independent contractors. Now they could just float around. Float around wherever the best story is, um, and I, I think it really contributed to one of the better AEW episodes we've had in, uh, in a month for sure. Um, and we could talk about that in the Wednesday Night Wars, but yeah, it's just everything's open for business, and uh, I don't, I don't think AEW or you know the pro wrestling landscape uh, has been this exciting in a while. This, this might be the story of 2021, Matt. Um, uh, I do, as soon as I, I get my my Kota Obushi, I can't wait.
1: I do want to touch on that, but first, Greg threw out there, when we're talking about uh, that go to sleep, uh, Greg threw out there, he thought Moxley oversold it. He a 1,000% oversold it when he was about to get back up, and then he laid back. I didn't know what the hell that was. Like, I...
0: Well, he's like, oh, man, he's about to no-sell it. Oh, he's double-selling it. Whoa! Like,
1: we all remember, like, Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan going at it. Like, that... That's one thing, like, and I think you you've you've alluded to the the rumor that Shawn Michaels was overselling because he didn't want to do this match or he didn't want to actually go up against yeah. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, uh, there's that, but we know Moxley isn't doing that. We know he's super excited I, to fight. I do
0: I'm gonna make the case he didn't oversell that much. If, if he had taken a, oh, if he, he totally if, did. If he took the go to sleep. And,
1: cartoonish.
0: Then, and then he reached under the ring and grabbed a pillow that would have been overselling for me if he like went night night you know after the go to sleep
1: but that's okay he oversold a little bit okay John he oversold Michaels a little was cartoonish bit. against Hulk Hogan but that was built I was gonna say off of like hate off of like I really don't want to do this match John I you know what straight up that was just some bad pro wrestling we're gonna sit here, Mike, week after week. I talk about <laughs> casting in regards to characters working in pro wrestling. That's yeah. why Drew McIntyre works as a face champion because he's so freaking huge and he's built and he's got that growl in his voice. He's like, yeah, that guy's a fucking champion right there. Yeah. If you're, if we're gonna, if we're gonna talk about casting week after week, then we have to go. Why the hell is? One of the PWI's number one wrestler. You talked about PWI a couple minutes ago. Yeah. Why the hell is he about to st- sit? He's sitting back up and then fought, like, what? Are, what are we doing? He, he's <laughs> like uh, when Wiley Coyote would turn into like a, a two by four when he's flipping down like the highway or something. Like yeah. It reminded me of that
0: uh, that that bit on a comedian we can't name anymore. He's talking about getting old and trying to put on his socks. He looked like Moxley trying to roll up and put his socks on, and oh, and then he just kind of fell back into oblivion. Um, he did oversell, but I think he was just trying to compensate for. It's like he fell out of Kent's arms or something. I go to sleep, but um, I didn't know this would be the the hottest debate of the show. This is fascinating stuff. Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, a good no good call by Greg for throwing that out there. Um, I did want to talk about like you said, this is great for pro wrestling to see all these brands working together. My yeah. only fear is that this brings us a step further from all of these guys being covered medically because eventually this could turn into something where all of these owners of these companies go, well, you're not on my you're not on my watch and if you do something over there, I can't cover you for that. There's my fear. Immediately we have that thrown in there. So I know I'm poo-pooing this awesome thing for pro wrestling, but it would seem like with the way we were pushing pro wrestling, we were getting so close. And I think this idea pushes us farther away because there's too many things that an insurance company who's going to be covering AEW and AEW events... It's going to make it that much more difficult for these guys to land something where they these other companies could turn around and say, "Well, you're a part time employee uh, employee for us, so I don't need to medically cover you. You're just going to be here for one hour, or you know, your fifth. 50- Maybe that's where it turns, you know, next is yes, sure. you come over, but we're only going to be paying you like an hourly rate. And I, I'm exaggerating a bit there. Yeah, but that could be the negative, and could be why these other companies are are on board with it now because this narrative of covering your pro wrestlers medically was really getting pushed to the to the front lines It was really becoming a key aspect of any discussion in regards to pro wrestling, especially outside of like the major hardcore fans where it was it was getting put into the like the news uh, headlines uh, thanks to um, uh, what's his name who does the the HBO show um, John Oliver. Yeah. So <laughs> that narrative, Gets pushed farther away, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the poo poo here. I'm gonna make it sound a little worse, but that's that's just something we have to watch out for.
0: Matt, um, I don't think anyone was gonna accuse you of being a poo poo. If anything, they're gonna get you fitted for some nice crocheted mittens because Matt is pro universal health care. Come on, Matt. Oh oh yeah. I think that the wrestlers, if they're in Japan or Canada or the United States, they should all get health care. I don't care what promotion they're working for. If feels smell, I'm I'm sorry. I'm going on a tangent. Yeah, it was. It was a bad Bernie. I haven't worked on it. Uh, but Cody, he's all over this. Omega and Kento versus Mox and Archer in an ODQ match next week. Can't wait. How did Archer just insert himself into the main event like that? Um,
1: he's been up the, more, the murder He's been on the top of everybody's mind after he came out dressed like uh, Brody uh, a couple weeks ago. It's like that was such a great move uh, from Archer to do that. And I'm not saying he was yeah. manipulating the audience when he did when he did that, but it, it really helped push him like to the front of the headlines. Yeah. Um. And now, I, I mean, I, I think we're removed a week or two weeks from when he was uh, he was actually doing like those uh, YouTube AEW. Shows or, or or interviews where he was talking about, like, I, I screwed up my last championship. I, I'm, I'm going to like this is where I'm going to put my nose to the grind and get another win here and get myself back on track. And y- you do one of those promos and you start to become, you know, a face. And now we're locking up, you know, Kenny Omega is the bad guy, even though it's going to have like those. I mean, it's yeah. the Bullet Club, so it's going to have the NWO vibes, where the bad guys, but everybody's rooting for them anyway. And then, um, yeah, Mox and Archer, just, yes. and the, you know those
0: no, I, guys. I, yeah, let's get on the the Archer uh, coattails because uh, something about that his like uh, his attire and that mohawk, that murder hawk. Somehow, he's cooler than the coolest version of my Cyberpunk 2077 avatar. My my little avatar will never, even that guy, will never be as cool. Um, so I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm pumped to see those guys, uh, duke it out. I just, I like Mox a lot. I like him a lot, but man, after this week, I really, I really got the itch. I really want another hit of pack pack pack. Uh, my God, I, every time I see that guy wrestle, I think, my God, that's the greatest wrestler of all time. Matt's going to make me do a monologue about pack. Um, I, I just love the way he sells. His offense looks so vicious, even for an angry, you know, like five-foot-nine bastard. God, I, I wish that I could uh, insert him into that, you know, uh, tag match next week or two weeks, um, whatever. They're going to move that one around.
1: Um, We've got a major comment here from Greg. You we can't even see our faces anymore. Um, <laughs> hey, what the, the hell, November, Greg? Uh, I I can't read it. Can I? Yeah, let's see if I can (laughs) get my hands on it. Um, Insurance companies ask too many questions. Every time Naya throws Mandy Rose out of the ring, she sprains her wrist and she's out of action for two months. Insurance companies won't be able to tell the difference between real injuries, storyline injuries, and fraud. Man, Greg, that is a great point. Uh, It really throws, like, I know everybody doesn't want to get into the uh, 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 As Mike was saying, uh, we're getting into some pretty rough territory already um, in regards to going deeper into those insurance company talks. But um, I would love to be in the middle of one of those meetings because they probably at first, you know, like if you've ever brought up pro wrestling to somebody that doesn't watch it. Mike, I just did it the other day. We were our other podcast was featured on Slapshot Sweethearts. And uh, we did a live watch along of uh, a Red Wings game. Mm-hmm. And I let everybody know that we also do a wrestling podcast as uh, everybody's watching right now. And they said, you know, wrestling's not real, right? Which is our favorite. Oh, Mike, I think uh, top 10 things to hear after you mention you're a wrestling fan, that's gotta be number one. Also. Okay. Okay.
0: But surely Batman is real.
1: <laughs> what? Oh <No>. my God. <laughs> um, So you got to think like these insurance companies come in and that's going to be when they hear about this, they hear there's a meeting going on. I'm I'm dead serious. Like that's going to be the first thing on their mind is like, why are, you know, what, why does this need sports coverage kind of thing? You know, I I just, Greg, you make a wonderful point. I think if Mike and I, Mike, maybe we we should put on our journalist hats and actually get get some thoughts from an insurance company and see like what would go through their mind if they were deciding, you know, if we're going to put together a major plan. I mean, like, you know, Blue Cross puts something together for people <laughs> that sit at a desk,
0: right? Okay. So, uh, uh, Right this way, uh, Mr. Wyatt. Okay. So what happened to you? Okay. You were burned alive. Oh, all right. Well, we're going to put a pin in this one. We'll get back to you. Okay. Mr. Orton, step right up. Oh, not you two! Oh, come on! How many how many burn victims are on this show? Like, it's got to be impossible for that poor insurance agent.
1: That's when uh, Doctor Isaac Yankum walks around the corner to light everybody on fire. Woo! I'm mixing characters. All right, Mike. Um, <laughs> it, it was a it was a hefty week of pro wrestling, but uh, are you ready to jump into probably our favorite part of every week?
0: I do, but the only thing just before we do, I'm really pumped for that AEW uh, Women's Tournament to oh see who's going to yeah. fight um, uh, Shida eventually at some point. Um, so they spe- they got a whole bracket of women from Japan, and then a whole bracket of people from the U.S. Um, again, just plucking you know superstars from from New Japan Impact, just free agents, just people Start-up. all over the earth. Um, Start. Go through them. No, start, the, start. the Serena Deeves, the Rios, the Bakers, the, the Teikontis, Thunder Rosa, which I am uh, i apologize for not saying that name first. I'm such a huge fan. Nyla Rose, Anna Jay, and Leila Hirsch. May, you want to do the Japanese side of people we've never watched before?
1: Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, Venny, Emi Sakura, Ryo Mizunami, Mei Sugura, Ren Katukura, and Maki Aito.
0: Well, I can't uh, judge you on those pronunciations because I probably would have done the exact same thing. Um, yeah, uh, these are just people we personally don't know yet, but the world knows, um, and it's uh, groundbreaking stuff. Again, just being able to have this tournament, um, and it sounded like they were alluding to maybe having it even outside of the um, confines of Florida, um, and you know, kind of having it take place in other arenas, you know, in other countries potentially um it finally feels like they're gonna take a little time to uh, give Sheeta a, a real challenger um instead of this musical chairs approach that they've been doing uh for the past i I would say the entire length of uh, Sheeta's run so it's it's nice that it feels like there's actually going to be a climactic uh, payoff uh, with the end of this tournament, eventually. Um, So yeah, we're just going to be in for a treat, but Matt, I think it's time to officially get into the Wednesday Night Wars.
1: Woo! Crap, I was doing some quick reads. There it is. Wednesday Night Wars! Woo! All All right. So I was trying to look up those ladies uh, that you mentioned, and I I don't see... uh, So... Which brand or where they're doing their, their wrestling right now? If I go into the wrestler database. Um, so, like Rin Karukura is on uh, Marvelous. That's Women Pro Wrestling. Is the promotion she's fighting currently in? Um, so I just I just wanted to say I I know New Japan has a relationship with Stardom Pro Wrestling, but then I also didn't know if any of these ladies were actually fighting for stardom but uh now that we already transitioned into something else i'm wasting my time okay <laughs> uh back to okay mike uh and cody's gonna like hearing this if he's still listening mike the winner this week of the wednesday night wars zew nxt no it's a, it's look here's the, thing. Here's the <laughs> thing one of my favorite matches of the night was not like it was it it's tough again for nxt all right it's just this was another amazing episode of nxt this is this would make it like the fifth week in a row uh that nxt would have won but we can't skirt away from the fact of of how aew ended but i mean like i got my dream tag team in this i got teases for what next week is going to bring or two weeks from now you had Ed showing up to the NXT. Yeah. Um man, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez in the Dusty Classic, and Caden Carter and Casey Zaro pretty much put on a show that said we should have won. So they did the old DIY, you know, performance. Uh, yeah. when they were always losing in the Dusty Classic. Um and then even the throwaway matches, uh Austin Theory and Leon Ruff. I'm going throughout the whole card, so I'm rooting this segment but uh (laughs) it even ends with dexter loomis crashing in a match that i probably would have rolled my eyes on uh so when dexter loomis crashes i'm sitting up in my chair and i'm going all right this is an a plus segment but um all that happened mike on nxt and we're gonna sit here and say stupid aew one i mean aew one
0: damn you man all right moment number three for nxt i've heard enough of your lip let's let's uh let's hear it again (laughs) all
1: right um Mike, I, I think we're all excited for, um, well, I mean, Mike, you're so excited for edge being an NXT that you, you think he's going to fight Finn Balor or Pete Dunn. Oh, um, yeah, baby. Yeah. But he, he most certainly delivered, uh, one of the best promos we've seen on NXT to pump up this match at vengeance or, uh, as, uh, as our buddy, uh, Teddy Turnbuckle actually put it, uh, it, it used to be called and Valent- NXT takeover Valentine's day. Uh, We, I actually missed that comment, but that was that was quite a while ago. He threw it up there, Uh, but yeah, that was Vengeance Day, and um, I'll I'll be interested uh, to see if Edge eventually does pick the NXT title. Obviously, Uh, I mean, this this was like this was a monumental moment for WWE wrestling friends and just pro wrestling in general. I mean, you, you got to see edge deliver a promo at, at, at NXT. I, I just don't know. How is this? How is this not amazing? How is this not one of the moments of the night? How is this something that we are going to forget over the, the entire course of the year? It won't, it'll be something we will remember. I'm like, I, I dare say that this is better than the promo he did with Drew McIntyre, where he called Drew Mac you know, called Drew McIntyre out and said, you, you've really got to hate me because I could be coming for your title, which, um, you know, I think challenged me as a fan of Drew McIntyre to go, yeah, what the what the fuck, Drew? What are you doing? But on this night, it was Edge, like I said, uh, selling the NXT title. I talked about it on Twitter where he was selling the title over selling the pro wrestlers, where if he fought Drew, he'd be helping Drew get over that much more, like putting Drew McIntyre in legendary status. Um, like, And the thing of it, too, is I already think Roman Reigns is there. But Drew's on his way. He would get there, I think, with a win. I think that would uh, that would put Drew over a year holding the title. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. What he did here was sell the NXT title, sell us on that match, and sell us, and you especially, on Edge actually challenging for the NXT title and how cool. And, and that's the thing. I'm saying cool. He never really said, this is important to my career to know I held this belt. It kind of felt like he was saying, This would be pretty gosh darn neat to throw on my resume. But even with that, he sold it with a lot of gumption. And this again, this was edge on NXT, so it had to it had to crack the list. Absolutely. So Mike, your number three segment for AEW. What was it? Like that dumb tag team Battle Royal or
0: It actually was. Maybe I was still feeling it from Sunday, you know, my favorite time of the year. You know, that was Christmas Day, you know. But watching yet another Battle Royal within the last, you know, four days uh, between, you know, Royal Rumble and just a, just a couple-day gap, and there I was watching, you know, people set themselves up against the ropes in, in positions you'd never usually imagine them in. But, you know, for the for the sake of the gimmick, you know, you're probably going to you know, feel a little woozy and winded right near the ropes, you know, uh, wide open to a, a lariat or clothesline, so you can go head over heels over the ropes and find yourself smashing the floor in anguish. Ah, another wasted opportunity! I could It could have been me! It could have been me! I could have... Oh, I was so close! And Matt... Oh, just to come so close and fall so far. My God. Uh, so we got to see that, uh, and... As, uh, you know, some of the best battle royals do, there's a little bit of storyline juggling. And uh, this was no exception, Matt. We, we got to see further uh, the, the cracks in the loyalty um, as we got to see some of the betrayal of the members of the inner circle. Um, I think people are kind of, uh, you know, kind of starting to get that squinty-eyed look like, well, I've, I've seen enough probos. Let's, uh, let's see a little in-ring combat um you know let's see these guys start to fracture and fall apart in combat and uh you know arguably you know the second best second or th- it's gosh it's really tough competition second or third best storyteller in the inner circle um and arguably you know top 10 in all of AEW. sammy guevara he was right there feeling betrayed by uh, mjf and jericho as he was dumped um so i know we're gonna get jericho and mjf you know battling the bucks for those titles, but uh, I'm I'm really intrigued to eventually see Sammy and Chris Jericho square off in a match, Matt. It's going to be electricity, and this was just another little seed planted in that AEW garden. Matt, moment number two for next extra time wrestling. What do you got for us,
1: Mike? previously mentioned Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez going over Caden Carter and Casey Cottonzaro because this was a match that built your next heroes in the tag team division. This was something where Raquel can't afford to lose right now, even though it's a tag team. She person. was so
0: protected. She didn't even have a cameo in the Royal Rumble to get eliminated.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. Like Raquel is about to own this division. Uh, EO is not going down in any matches coming up, but she is going to go down to Raquel Gonzalez. Um, But, like I said, this was, Mike, this was that level of, like, DIY performance where you fall in love with the losers because they did such an amazing job. And you've got uh, Casey Catanzaro climbing a pole and jumping down on uh, Caden and, uh, or I'm sorry, on Dakota and Raquel. And, Mike, my favorite move of the night was something that isn't that complicated, but I'm surprised we don't see more of it was uh, Caden is running, you know, from corner to corner, and she does a splash on Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Dakota Kai falls flat in front of Raquel. So Caden runs back to the corner and then sprints back at Raquel, doing a drop kick, and then spins that drop kick into a splash onto Dakota Kai. Again, this is just her landing but it, it's so simple. Yeah, why why have we not seen more of it? It was it it was like genius on the level of like why where has this been for the 30 years when they, in the when they
0: discovered the Ali oop.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You can do this.
1: <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, this isn't against the rules. Um, but yeah, ultimately again, uh this this also works uh, storyline-wise because we need to see more of Raquel Gonzalez the dusty classic, uh, for the the first women's dusty classic is going to be better for it. And it's not like these two, these two ladies are ready to own this division. And this is already one of the best divisions in pro wrestling, the NXT women's division. So yeah, you want to make sure (laughs) that if, uh, if Raquel's not currently involved with the NXT women's title, uh, then yeah, a thousand percent put them at the top of the list for the dusty classic. Um get them as far through this tournament as possible. They probably don't need to win it, but it definitely makes it as number two on my list here for this week. Bringing us, Mike, to number two. Whoops, number two. Oh, shoot, it said AEW the whole time. <laughs> uh, Mike, <laughs> AEW.
0: AEW. Yes. Uh, Matt, this was probably my favorite wrestling match of the night, but I'm not going to down a peg, because uh, much like Goldberg defeating Hulk Hogan in 1998, Uh, This should not have been a free match. And I'm talking about Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. Mm. When either of these women have had matches um, on uh, AEW television, it's usually been a squash. Uh, It's usually about, you know, eight minutes, um, if that. And it's usually at about 9.20. And it usually ends at about 9.28 so that the men can come back out at 9.30, have elongated entrances, and then have 25-minute main event matches. This is not that. Matt, these women actually got 15 minutes of real wrestling time. Uh, they were in the, the first hour of the program. I fell out of my beautiful new couch I just got from Gardner White. Um, I don't know why I name dropped them because it took like four months to get delivered. Anywho, uh, still better about that. But uh, Thunder Rosa, my God, Cody, I don't know if you know the phrase, blank check, but just give that to Thunder Rosa whatever number she wants on there. Um, We talk about uh, a segment that we haven't done in a while, uh, basically in honor of uh, Walter and his hellacious knife edge chops and slaps uh, that have busted thousands of capillaries across the wrestling landscape. Uh, Thunder Rosa putting in her bid uh, to win a a Walter award uh, for best knife edge slap chop. She, she, Punished Britt Baker's uh, sternum and chest uh, with these devilish wind up and just ah just wet slaps like a that mean kid in gym class in middle school. If you still have that that you know little memory in your brain that won't go away, that's that's the kind of stank Thunder Rosa put on hers. And the worst part was, at least for Britt Baker's sake, um, after these these hearty slaps, she would turn and mean mug the camera with with all her sneering glory
1: you <laughs> stole that line from me
0: yeah uh well i have improved it a little bit but uh this was moment number two it could have been moment number one it just it should have had a more prominent spot in the aew landscape uh but you know i get on their their case every week stop giving the women eight minutes give stop giving the entire women's division eight minutes to work with because uh, outside of this we also got to see a little bit of jade uh and I will say her angle definitely looks a little derivative of Bianca Belair. They're letting the black woman just show off that she works out a lot. And I'm like, uh, I mean, I know, you know, there's deep impact in Armageddon, but uh, maybe not identical, but I, we'll see how it plays out. At least, at least it looks like they're going to build a character for her, even if it is derivative. Um, and I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged by this whole division that's gotten a lot of flack. And Matt, I was happy. Matt! That takes us to the Dishonorable Mention. All right. Um, like I,
1: had to, I had to finish my beer because I needed some courage here. All right.
0: Uh, the Dishonorable Mention for NXT before your moment number one of the Wednesday Night Wars for NXT. Matt, Dishonorable. What do you got?
1: Yeah, I finished my beer because I needed a little courage here before I tell you that um, yeah, it's another week. There's nothing wrong going with me. Oh, here we go.
0: So Jeez. my
1: honorable mention this week is the fact that Karrion Cross is... He's threatening the cruiserweight champion, Mike, to bring a main event feel to Santos Escobar's title reign and and to do a carry and cross for Santos Escobar for the NXT cruiserweight championship. Mike, that's going to be a banger off the chains. We already love Santos Escobar. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. He's building a a hell of a faction in the Gato de Fantasma and to to think that they have so much confidence in this, that they're like, I know what Karrion Cross is doing. He's going to fight for that title. Just mwah, another. I'm sorry. I know I'm breaking the rules, oh, but I don't know. I'm not going to pick. I'm not going to pick Dexter Loomis coming out and and making sure that Leon that, Ruffin, m-
0: that mustachioed buffoon. He should always be the dishonorable mention. What a and, then to,
1: and then to throw out another call out for Legado del Fantasma, Mike. I got a
0: I got a dishonorable mention for you, Matt. You know who I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick you, because I got you two beautiful NXT t-shirts for Christmas, and you're not wearing either of them. I know. <laughs> Matt, you're dishonorable.
1: But I was also going to say that match with Legato Del Fantasma and Lucha House Party. Ah, just another beauty. And I'm. it's like, how do I make one of those a dishonorable mention? I can't. They were all great. This show, Mike, for an hour is perfect. AEW, I think Cody will agree, AEW should probably move to Thursdays. NXT puts on the better show week after week. Mike, after all that, guess what? I also have a number one to talk about.
0: Oh, thank God.
1: Oh, before we even started recording, I said, oh, you know what? I forgot I forgot to finish my video where we would keep track of our match of the years. And it would be a little snippet, be a transition for me to bring it up. And I, yeah. you know what I had in mind? What? This match right here. Wow. It's a 20-minute oh. match. Tomaso Champa and Timothy Thatcher going up against Adam Cole and Roddy Strong. Mike, banger if there ever was a reason to call a match. It's like an
0: episode of Head Chef, you know, like Top Chef. Oh, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Champa, What kind of a pizza
1: will they make? You know. You know what it was? A perfect pizza. It was a Detroit-style deep dish because that is mwah, the perfect pizza. Mike, this match was so great. Both of these guys – or I'm sorry, both teams got to shine – yeah. Uh, and, and I let you watch uh, the end of the match there. Uh, I mean, that was something where it looked like we were right on the edge of seeing. That's very, very,
0: generous Michael of you. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem.
0: Uh, Matt, are uh, you, uh, you 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 know prattle on? Uh, what did you think of Champa's hair coming back?
1: What are you getting at? His hair's back. I mean, he's still bald anyway uh, this is what i I called like get ready to heckle
0: yeah go ahead
1: i know i i never heckle you during your fucking aew stuff you
0: didn't wear my shirts
1: anyways uh mike i i also want to throw out this was one of my dream tag teams because we we kind of called it where we talked about uh, Thatcher and Champ eventually getting together because they were they were forming this respect for each other uh, because of their long-standing feud and going into the fight pit together. Uh, but the uh, after they won, the absolute best part, Mike, is that the tag team I mark for the most, the grizzled young vets, also came out to tease the big battle coming up with what is my my new dream tag team versus my Marky Mark tag team, because I mark the hell out for them whenever they come out. Mike, get your shoes off or put them back on, or whatever you want to do for the Grizzled Young Vets, because that is going to probably be another match of the year candidate. Mike, I tell you, this show is can't miss, and any of you doofuses that are choosing to miss this week after week, uh, and, and <laughs> I just I don't understand it. I don't get it. It, it is it is a perfect wrestling show. It, it is a great two hours every week. I love it dearly, and uh, Mike, if you want to talk about this other show that was on on Wednesdays, you can go ahead. And...
0: <laughs> All right, I'll try and follow that one up. Um, for the dishonorable mention, Matt, it's, uh, it's really no contest here. It was uh, Matt Hardy. Um,
1: oh, bad, bad things happen on that show?
0: Surprisingly, hmm. they do. Yeah. Uh, Matt Hardy and hangman page doing battle against chaos project and uh, I don't know I don't know what's going on with the hangman uh, the dude when he was uh, when he was you know waiting his turn to get tagged in by Matt Hardy it's like two different matches were going on one was this you know aged you know hobbling old <laughs> of a man you know, just trying to make his way, you know, in a straight line, let alone, you know, land a, a devastating kick or punch. Making and then a- Hague Man would tag in. You're like, my God, he's like the fastest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's, it's, it was just, you know, just a, a, you know, the flash in the DC comics and then Matt Hardy would come out and it, you know, would look like a a, a corpse on a, on marionette strings uh, just trying to, you know, make its way over to one turnbuckle. Yeah. Uh, I, I, what they're trying to do is set up a Matt Hardy versus Hangman Page feud at some point because Matt Hardy, you know, tagged himself in to get the pin glory after Hangman did all the wrestling work. I, I don't know who the story's for. I think the Hangman is destined for bigger and better, and Matt Hardy, he should just be managing. Don't, don't make him wrestle. It's over. It's okay. It happens to all of us. <laughs> Didn't need it, uh, but Matt, easily moment number one. Uh, it's you know this pro wrestling expanded universe. We we are no longer limited to the confines of contractual obligation. Um, and we had yet another debut. Uh, I mean, we've been working with the Good Brothers uh, recently, and Kenta just popped up. Uh, go to sleep, t- uh, John Moxley. Uh, but the match preceding that uh, that big moment was equally good. Um, all six of these guys really got time to shine. Um, easily, my favorite was was Pac. Uh, I, I, the guy, he's so good at his job. Um, it, it, the re- like if you think about why did he ever leave WWE, it's because if you've seen him wrestle for five seconds, you realize what a disservice it is to anybody who takes the craft seriously, uh, and to see Enzo Amore be given a championship belt over the bastard. It's, it's, a, it's a grave injustice. Uh, so I totally get him jumping ship because I, I couldn't stomach that either with the work this guy puts in. Um, and he was, you know, he didn't factor into the decision. Uh, the storyline was, uh, you know, mostly the Good Brothers and, you know, Kenny Omega, um, you know, selling this invasion storyline. Moxley being there is like the, the main title um, opponent uh, for Omega you know ray phoenix being uh uh you know just this hyper athletic guy who you know the commentary team was just putting over you, you know like uh you know like he was a hungry howie's valentines day pizza just the greatest thing ever <laughs> and here comes here comes pack just just <laughs> every every, every I, I can't it was in the full 15 to 20 minutes that this match was i can't think of one instance where like either his offense, his defense, or his selling, it wasn't like 100% perfect physically. Um, and he's he's just got these perfect expressions. I, I'm such a mark for this guy. And uh, I, I, I get rewarded every time I watch him wrestle. Um, so, I mean, a, a guy who was basically, you know, an afterthought in this match um, added in because he's vaguely had a, an affiliation with Ray Phoenix recently. Obviously, the death triangle's been around a while. Um, you know, to kind of help fill out the card in this three-on-three match, but man, for for something that's just there to prop up, it's there. That match was there to prop up Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, um, the work that Pac and Phoenix, to a lesser extent, did. It's uh, it's it was a real reward. It was uh, it was a match like that. I I, I don't want to say match of the year because you know the the finish wasn't something that you'll never forget, but just the work put in uh to just, you know, keep keep uh propelling this story forward. Um really excellent stuff. And uh it got me up out of my chair on a Wednesday night, you know, and you know you know you know nothing week in February. So that's off. Really had a great time.
1: Uh, it's uh interesting that it wasn't match of the year like um you know NXT NXT didn't even have a, Mike, I don't know if you heard this breaking news. NXT did not have a dishonorable mention for like the fourth week in a row, but no, I guess AEW won because yeah, they're ready to take away uh, medical coverage for their pro wrestlers. Uh, Anyways, uh, good news all around for pro. I'm just kidding. You know, all of that is just.
0: (laughs) You're going to need medical coverage when I'm done with you.
1: (laughs) Oh, which part are you working on first? Your, right, butt, um,
0: your bare butt, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's getting a spanking. All right, man. Let's wrap it up and go to the sunset.
1: You want to go to sleep?
0: Get your – yeah, get get Kenta over here so we can go to sleep.
1: <laughs> All right, everybody. Please, 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 if you have a moment, go to Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, if you have a moment, just create a fake account, throw a review up there. It helps the show immensely as we're growing on YouTube. Uh, we uh, we also hope that you're going to check out uh, Teddy Turnbuckle's uh, YouTube page because we're going to be doing uh, a condensed version of uh, the Brothers of Discussion going up uh, over there so we hope uh, we hope you guys will go check that out as well and uh, ultimately everything can be found at bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com so that's our hub, uh, you can find all the links for everything we're talking about now at bodpodcast for Twitter to get our, our live wrestling reactions at brothers underscore of underscore discussion for all the fun memes Uh, we are doing a lot more stories. Uh, so check those out as well. Uh, highly recommend those. I'm having some fun. Mike, maybe one day you'll join me. Who knows? Um, Mike does a real job. (laughs) So, uh, and, and also, I mean, the most important thing to us right now is that YouTube page. And, uh, head over there, subscribe, you're not gonna miss a beat. And uh, we're also trying to go live with some video game stuff every now and then, uh, so check that stuff out too. Playing some Warzone, playing NHL 21, we're playing Dead by Daylight on there, and um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I'll be getting my Cyberpunk, my Spider-Man, and my uh, Control on, because Control just came out for free. All right, so check all that stuff out, everybody, on the YouTube page. That's that's going to be probably the, the biggest hits uh, media-wise. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all the comments today, everybody. Hopefully one day we can do a mailbag episode. Uh, but uh, have a great week. We will see you next week, uh, Thursday night.